If you brought your Bible, go with me to, to Luke chapter 5, the Gospel of Luke in your New Testament, chapter 5, we'll begin at verse 1 tonight. San Lucas capítulo 5, verso 1, esta noche. The Bible reads, now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, that's the Sea of Galilee, and he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake, but the, the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and he asked him to put out a little way from the land. And he sat down and began teaching the people from the boat. And when he had finished saying, he said to, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your net for a catch. And Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing. But I will do as you say and let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish and their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat for them to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw that, he fell down at Jesus' feet saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For amazement had seized him and all his companions because of the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not fear, for now you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to the land, they left everything and followed him. I want to use for subject tonight walking with Jesus. Father, we thank you tonight for the presence and power of the Holy Spirit which you have ministered to us and promised to us in your word. I pray that you would speak to us by the word of God, anoint my lips of clay to preach the word of the living God, and anoint the congregation that as they hear the word they might receive it into the fertile soil of their hearts. We ask this in Jesus' name, and the church said amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Are you walking with Jesus? Está caminando usted con Jesús. The invitation of the word of God is to walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. La invitación de la palabra de Dios es de caminar con nuestro Señor Jesucristo. Now there's a verse in the book of Isaiah that I want to quote for you. Isaiah chapter 35 and verse 82 Dice el libro de Isaías, el capítulo 35, dice, habrá un camino de santidad. It says there will be a highway there, and that shall be called the highway of holiness. And the unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for, be for others. However, uh, whoever walks on the road, although a fool, he shall not go astray. I want you to notice two things about that verse as we talk about walking with Jesus. First of all, God says through the prophet Isaiah, there will be a highway of holiness. God says, I'm going to make it so easy to walk with me. I'm going to provide you with a highway. I'm going to establish a path. You won't have to 
search, search for it or you won't have to discover it on your own. But if you'll just walk with God, you'll find that it is a highway of holiness. There is a path that you and I can walk. The Bible says broad is the way uh, that leads to destruction and many there be that find it. But small is the door and narrow is the way that leads to life and few there be that find it. But when you find that way, you find that it is, in fact, a highway of holiness. And the Bible is giving us here an Old Testament promise about a New Testament reality. In the Old Testament, they walked according to the law of Moses. They lived according to the institution of that law. But God was saying, I'm going to make a new covenant with man. I'm going to establish a way of salvation that is not going to be based on your ability, but it's going to be based upon the ability of my son and upon the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is the highway of holiness. He said to the disciples in John 14, where I am going, you cannot go now. But someday you will go. And Thomas spoke up. He said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How will we know the way? And Jesus said to him, the words you all know by heart. I am the way and the truth and the life. And none comes to the Father except by me. Jesus is the highway of holiness. Jesus is the way to God. He is the only way to God. Say amen if you believe that. Now, the next thing I want you to notice about this verse, Isaiah says that even a fool who walks in it will not go astray. God says, I'm going to make a way for man to get to me, and it's going to be easy. It's going to be a way that a fool will not be able to err in it. This verse has always gotten my attention as I have heard it throughout the years of my walk with God because it is uh, interesting to me that God says a foolish man can walk on this way and not go astray. God is simply saying that simple people, people who don't always get it right, people who make mistakes, people who fail, people who are flawed, any of those kind of people in here tonight, if some imperfect people will walk on the way of holiness, they won't go astray. They won't be misled. They won't be led away from it. You know, some people are too smart to walk with God. They just know too much. They don't have any dependence or a need for faith in God. And so they are walking lost and don't know it. But those of us who said, God, I'm imperfect, I'm flawed, I've been foolish, but I am going to listen to your voice. I'm going to walk with you. God says, I won't let you go astray. And that is so encouraging because it reminds us of the grace of God. That he says to us, I'm going to take you by the hand and I'm going to lead you onward to victory. I'm going to lead you to the perfect day. I'm going to bring you into Christian maturity. I'm going to bring you into heaven. I won't let you go astray so long as you stick to me. So long as you listen to my voice. Aren't you glad tonight that God has given you a promise? He says, look, if you fall, get back up and keep walking. I'm not going to let you go astray. If you make a mistake, get back up and keep walking. I'm not going to let you go astray. I have called you to this. I have called you to finish and I will finish what I have started in my life. 
Are there any are there any simple people in here that are so glad that God is willing to work with them and teach them until he accomplishes in them what he has promised? Amen, somebody. Dice Isaías que este camino de santidad aún el insensato no se desviará de él. Dios nos promete un camino de salvación. Ese camino es nuestro Señor Jesucristo. Y también nos promete que aunque seamos simples y aunque seamos personas de fa uh, que tenemos fallas y que hacemos errores, si caminamos con él no nos vamos a desviar, sino que él nos guiará hacia el día perfecto, a la madurez y a el cielo eterno de Dios. Now, this is why I have taken you to Luke chapter 5 because when I think about the simple, I think about Peter. Cuando yo pienso en alguien simple, uh, cuando yo pienso en una persona llena de fallas, a quien caminó con Dios en el camino de santidad, yo pienso en Pedro. There are a lot of people in the Bible that I have a hard time relating to. I have a hard time relating to Elijah calling fire down from heaven. I have a hard time relating to Moses talking to a burning bush. Uh, but I can relate to, to Peter because Peter was the kind of guy that just uh, he put it all out there, his successes, his failures. He always seemed to have his foot in his mouth, and yet he always knew what to say or seemed to know what to say at the right time. He was just an average guy. And in his day, Peter was not a failure. He was a, he was a fisherman, and that meant he wasn't very well educated, but he was not a failure. He was a businessman, and he was a successful businessman. He had a partnership. And uh, the Bible describes that he had two boats. There were two boats in this enterprise on the Sea of Galilee. One, uh, one night after they had fished, all night long, the Bible said they worked hard all night and caught nothing. Isn't that disappointing when you work hard at something and catch nothing? Uh, it's one thing when you, when you go out fishing and you drive to the coast, that's a good hour drive, and then uh, you bring out all your, your tackle and you set yourself up and you're out there a few hours and you catch nothing, that's disappointing. But uh, when you have uh, prayed for a long time and, and, and you've asked God to build a particular ministry and then you catch nothing, it's a little bit more disappointing. Or when you have worked a long time to establish a particular business and you seem to be treading water and it seems like you worked hard, uh, not only all night but all season or all year or all decade and caught nothing, it tends to get discouraging. That was Simon Peter's situation that night. He had worked hard and caught nothing. The Bible said that Jesus came to the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And Peter and the men were uh, out of the boats. They left their boats on the sea, uh, on the seashore, uh, on the uh, beach there. And they were cleaning their nets. They had caught everything but fish. They were, uh, they were cleaning out their nets so they could go home and get some sleep. I wonder if it was daylight savings, just like uh, you guys this morning have been a little sluggish since the morning. Uh, maybe they were feeling the same way, that, that sense of disappointment, uh, because it's not so bad when you work hard and you get something, but it's really bad when you work hard and you get nothing. And so they're cleaning out their nets, and Jesus comes to the shore of the Sea of Galilee, 
and a great crowd is pressing against him. There's a massive multitude of people who are hungry to hear what Jesus has to say. And so Jesus needs some room to preach. He needs a place to deliver the message of God for this multitude, for this people. Someday uh, you can come with me to Israel and I'll show you the place where Jesus would preach from on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. And the beach goes straight up into a hillside. So when you stand on the beach... And uh, because of the acoustics of the Sea of Galilee, when you're standing on the beach, the people up on the top of the hill can hear you crystal clear. They can hear your conversation without you having to raise your voice or have a public address system. And so the people have pushed Jesus to the very edge of the beach. He needs some room. And so the Bible said he gets into one of the boats. He gets into Simon Peter's boat and he begins to preach to the people. And Peter doesn't realize it, but his life has just begun a new journey. He has begun a walk with Jesus. And Jesus selects his boat. And Jesus uh, selects this day because he has a purpose and a place to take Peter in his life. Listen, I know that most of us didn't choose the day or the moment or the way that God decided to work in us. But aren't you glad he started the journey with you? Say amen, somebody. You see, you and I didn't choose him. He chose us. And he brought uh, into Peter's life a new day, the beginning of a walk that would not only transform Peter's day, but it would transform his life and all of eternity. And God has begun something in your life that is transformative, not just for today and not just for this lifetime, but for all of eternity. Viene el Señor Jesús al lado del mar de Galilea y él está siendo seguido por una gran multitud de personas. Entonces él se sube a un barco para predicar. Y dice la escritura que él toma el barco de Simón Pedro. A Simón Pedro no lo entiende, pero está comenzando una jornada con Jesús. Él está comenzando su caminar con, con el Señor Jesucristo. Y eso es lo mismo que ha ocurrido en tu vida y en mi vida. Que Cristo ha comenzado algo en nosotros. Porque dice la palabra que usted y yo no lo escogimos a Él. Él nos escogió a nosotros. Y ahora comienza ese caminar con Jesús. Now, this journey, this walk with Jesus begins. And I just want to tell you, number one, when you walk with Jesus, uh, and when you let Jesus fill, use your boat, the Bible teaches us that Jesus will fill your boat. If you will, if you will begin your walk with Jesus, God will begin to bring things into your life that you are lacking. The Bible said that after Jesus had preached from Peter's boat, that he said to Peter, go out into the deep, cast your nets in, uh, for a catch. El Señor Jesús, después de haber predicado, le dice a Simón Pedro, ve a lo hondo y baja la red para una pesca. Now remember, Peter had just worked hard all night. Peter, Pedro acababa de trabajar duro toda la noche. Pero aquí está un principio. Si usted le permite a Jesús usar su bote, su barco, él llenará su vida. Say that with me. If I let God use my boat, God will fill my life. 
Do you want God to fill your life? I said, do you want God to fill your life? ¿Quiere usted que Dios llene su vida? ¿Quiere que usted, quiere que Dios haga en usted lo que usted no puede hacer de sí mismo? Jesus says to him, cast your net for a catch. Go out into the deep. And Peter in one sentence says no and yes all at the same time. He says, Lord, we have fished all night and caught nothing. That's the no, right? That's the excuse. That's the reason why I shouldn't do this. Pedro le dice, Señor, hemos trabajado duro toda la noche y no hemos pescado nada. And now Peter engages into faith. Ahora Pedro entra a la fe y dice, pero a tu palabra. He says, but at your word, I'm going to do this. And so now, Peter is walking with Jesus. Ahora, Pedro está caminando con Jesús. What is it that Peter is walking by? He's walking by faith in the words of Jesus. Pedro está caminando en fe en las palabras de Jesús. I shared it with you this morning. I'll share it again tonight. You and I have to decide, what are we going to live by? Usted y yo tenemos que decidir para... Uh, de donde vamos a vivir. Are we going to live by what we see? Are we going to live by what we feel? Are we going to live by what we've experienced? Or are we going to live by the word of God? Tenemos que decidir si vamos a vivir por lo que uh, sentimos. Si vamos a vivir por lo que tenemos de experiencia. Si vamos a vivir por lo que hemos visto. O si vamos a vivir Por la palabra de Dios. That decision belongs to you tonight. Esa decisión te corresponde a ti. Peter can say, I worked hard all night. I'll try again tomorrow. What does Jesus know about fishing anyway? He's a carpenter. Why would I listen to him? But he decides, I'm not going to live based on my experience. I've experienced failure. I've experienced a setback. I've experienced a holdup. But I'm not living but my experience. I'm living by the word of God over my life. Él tiene que decidir, yo no voy a vivir por lo, la experiencia que he tenido. He fracasado. Oh, trabajé duro toda la noche. No pesqué nada. Eh, no he llegado a tener el éxito que yo quiero pero no voy a basar mi decisión sobre mi experiencia voy a vivir conforme la palabra de Dios Jesus said it out of the book of Deuteronomy we read it this morning man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God come on somebody God is calling you and me to put our whole dependence upon his word Dios nos llama esta noche a poner toda nuestra dependencia sobre su palabra. To decide, I'm going to believe God's word over my physical, natural reality. El decidir, yo voy a creer la palabra de Dios encima de la realidad natural que yo siento o yo puedo ver. Now, there's another in interesting truth in that. And Peter says, we worked hard and caught nothing. That is always the result of living by what you see. Siempre cuando usted vive por lo que ve, si vivimos por lo que sentimos, vamos a trabajar duro y pescar nada. Anytime you are operating in your own strength, you're going to work hard and catch nothing. 
What did I tell you this morning? God's word will make difficult things easy. La palabra de Dios hará lo difícil fácil. Pero si usted se determina a solamente vivir por lo que ve, usted va a trabajar más duro que lo que tiene. And there are a lot of Christians who are working real hard and getting nothing. Muchas, muchos cristianos trabajan muy duro y no llegan a tener nada. Their spiritual life is like a treadmill. La, su vida espiritual es como una máquina de ejercicio, de correr. Están trabajando duro y no llegan a nada. Working real hard and getting nowhere. Why? Because it's not about what you know. It's not about what I know. It's not about our experience. It's about listening to the voice of God. It's about heeding the word of God. Now, I believe the Lord is telling us this because uh, we need to be ready for every type of season in our life. Listen, when, when everything is, is prospering, like we saw this morning, then it's, it's not necessary uh, or we don't feel the necessity of listening to the voice of God. And then when things dry up like they do for Peter, we don't often feel the necessity of hearing the voice of God. But whether in plenty or whether in lack, you need to learn that I'm going to put my trust in what God has spoken and not what I see. Because what I see is temporary, but the word of God is eternal. And the word of God can transform my temporary circumstances and bring them in alignment with the will of God. Somebody say amen. Peter says, at your word. Now what does he do? He goes out into the deep. He had already done that. Isn't this, isn't this just a little irritating when you go do the same thing you already did, but now you're doing it by the grace of God? And he goes out the same waters. He goes out to the same deep. He goes out to the same place he just fished all night and caught nothing. And he drops his net and immediately his net is full and it's so full that the boat is sinking. What did I tell you? When you let Jesus use your boat, he'll fill your life. When you walk with Jesus, he will fill your life. What do you need in your life? What are you lacking tonight? What are you saying, Pastor, these are the things I wish I had. Do you need help? Jesus will fill your life with health. Do you need joy? Jesus will fill your life with joy. Do you need finances? Jesus will fill your life with the finances that you need. Do you need peace? Jesus will fill your life with peace. Si usted deja a Dios usar su bote, Dios le va a llenar su vida. Dios va a llenar su vida. Si usted necesita paz, le da paz. Si usted necesita gozo, le da gozo. Si usted necesita la ayuda divina, la gracia, él le da gracia. He will fill your life with the thing that he needs. Jesus said the thief came but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life. What kind of life? That, I, that you might have life and have it in abundance. Have it to the full. Aren't you glad Jesus didn't say, I have come to give you a just barely life, to give you a just making it life, to give you a life that's just, uh, just, just sucking fumes out of the tank to get down the, the road a little bit further. No, friend, that's not God's will for your life. God's will for your life is that you have life and have it in abundance. Come on, somebody praise God for his plan and for his goodness for you.
to have it to the full. This boat was so full that Peter had to call his partner. She starts signaling to them, get over here, I need your help. They came over, and now two boats are filled. They're filling, and they're sinking because Peter is walking with Jesus. I told you sometimes God will bless you so good it's embarrassing. How do you think it feels to come back on the shore with two boats full of fish and the other, the other companies are cleaning out their nets, didn't catch anything? Don't be ashamed of God's blessing. Say amen, somebody. I said, don't be ashamed of God's blessing. Because when God decides to bless you, it's a work of his grace in your life. Now, put that into contrast. They worked hard all night, caught nothing. Now they worked easy for a few minutes and caught everything. Are you walking with Jesus? Are you walking with him by grace? Are you letting his word define the reality of your life? Estás caminando con Jesús? Estás dejando que su palabra define la realidad de tu vida? What is it that defines your life tonight? What is the vocabulary that defines your life? If it's the word of God, you can have this assurance. My boat's going to be full. How many of you have a full boat tonight? If you don't have a full boat tonight, just keep walking with Jesus. And he will fill your boat till it's sinking. Until you have all that he has promised you in your life. Now the journey doesn't end there. Why are we talking about Peter? Because the Bible says even a fool will not err therein. You know, a lot of times I go to have, uh, when I've gone to Israel, the smart people, they try to tell me why there was such a great catch of fish. And they say, well, you know, it's because Jesus knew that there was a particular fishing hole in the Sea of Galilee where a lot of fish gathered, and he knew what time of day they went there, and they missed the entire point, that it's not about the fish, and it's not about the sea, and it's not about the boat, it's about the word. The word that is defining the reality in Peter's life. Now we go on in his life, and the Bible said that they're again on the Sea of Galilee, and they are in the midst of a storm. You guys know this story. Ahora vemos a Pedro con Jesús y los discípulos en una otra escena. Están nuevamente en, la, en el mar de Galilea. Y cuando ellos están en el mar, when they're at sea, uh, the Bible said a great storm emerged. Se, se levanta una gran tormenta contra ellos. Now, I want you to notice this, that walking with Jesus does not mean you won't have storms. Anybody in here know that? If you don't know it, you know it now. Well, I thought if I serve God, I'll never have any problems. I thought if I walk with Jesus, I won't have any storms. Mira, hermano, cuando usted camina con Jesús, no garantiza que no va a tener que confrontar alguna tormenta, que no van a venir vientos. Here's the other thing about this story, is that Jesus is the one that told them to get on the boat. La otra, la otra cosa que vemos aquí es que ellos están en la tormenta, están en el barco, en el mar de Galilea, porque Jesús los mandó. 
That's about the time when I would have said, Lord, did you not check with weather.com to see whether or not this is a good day to go out to see? Yo hubiera dicho, Señor, hubiese visto en, en su app, en el teléfono, si iba a llover ahora o no, para saber si era buen día para salir al, al, a, a la, a, al agua o no. But Jesus sends them right out into the middle of the storm. Jesús los envía directamente a una tormenta. Why would God let you ride into a storm? Porque será que Dios los dejaría entrar a una tormenta? God was teaching them and he's teaching us. Dios les estaba enseñando a ellos y nos está enseñando a nosotros that when you walk with God, it doesn't mean you won't have a storm. But when you walk with Jesus, you have the power to calm the storms of your life. Cuando usted camina con Jesús, no garantiza que no va a tener tormenta, pero sí garantiza que usted va a tener el poder para traer la calma a la tormenta. Jesus was asleep in the bottom of the boat, and the Bible says that when the storm rose up, the waters were so uh, heavy, the waves of that sea were so uh, heavy, they began to fill the boat. They're, they're, they're throwing water out, they're bailing the boat out, and they go and wake up Jesus, and they say, Lord, don't you care that we are about to die? Ellos están en un pánico. ¿Por qué? Porque está el agua metiéndose al barco. Y ellos están queriendo sacar el agua con un bote. Have you ever been in a situation where your bucket's not big enough for your problem? ¿Ha usted estado en una situación donde su bote no es suficiente grande para su problema? You've got a wave dumping 100 gallons on you and you've got a one-gallon one bucket. And with every every one gallon you put out, you get another hundred in your in your in your boat. And you say, God, don't you care that I'm being overwhelmed? Let me just give you some good news. If you're walking with Jesus, the important thing is not the storm. The important thing is that Jesus is in the boat with you. Can I just tell you tonight? Are you going through a storm? Don't worry about the storm if Jesus is in the boat. If Jesus is not in the boat, panic. You better call him now. Call on Jesus. But if Jesus is in the boat, is Jesus in your boat tonight? Are you walking with Jesus? Si Jesús está en el barco, usted no tiene que tener temor. He's not going down with this boat. Tell your neighbor, I'm not going down with this boat. Oh, get excited about that. I'm not going down with this boat. I'm not going down in this storm. Yo no voy a morir en esta tormenta. Yo no voy a morir en este barco. Come on, somebody. When you face the tests and storms of life, you've got to realize, I've got a future. This storm is not it. And it's not everything. Jesus stood up. Here we go again. What did he do? He spoke. What defines the reality in your life? Jesús se levanta y ¿qué hace? Él habla. ¿Qué es lo que define la realidad en tu vida? Is it the waves? Is it the wind? Is it the panic and the fear that you sense in your heart? Or is it the word of God? Because you see, Jesus had already spoken. He said, let us go over to the other side. Oral Roberts used to preach a sermon 
are called, you can't go under, going over. When Jesus said we're going over, it meant we're going to get to the other side. Come on, somebody. They already had the word of God. But they're allowing the, the waves and the fear and the panic and the wind to define their reality, to define their faith. You and I must be ready and willing to say, I see the wind. I feel the waves. I, my bucket is overwhelmed. But I have a word from God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What has God said? God said, I'm going to the other side. And I'm going to go to the other side. Come on, somebody. I'm going there one way or another. But I am not going down in this storm. And I'm not going down in this boat. I have a word from God. Jesus stood up and he speaks again. And he speaks to the storm. And he says, peace. Be still. Dice la escritura que Jesús se levanta y habla a la tormenta y dice, cálmese. I had a classmate in high school. She knew one Spanish word, cálmate. Tell your neighbor, cálmate. Dile a su vecino, cálmate. Somebody needs to hear that word tonight. Just calm down. God's got it. Tell him, cálmate. God's got this. Say amen, somebody. God's got it. Jesus said, peace. Be still. The wind stopped and the waves became a sea like glass. And now they really panicked. Now they're really scared. And they say, what manner of man is this? That even the wind and the seas obey him. Jesús habla y cuando él habla se pone ese mar como un, como un vidrio silencito, calladito. ¿Por qué? Porque el Creador ha hablado. Y cuando Él habla, viene la calma a esa situación y ahora entra el temor de Dios a su corazón. Y ellos dicen, ¿qué forma de hombre es este que aún los vientos y los mares le obedecen? This is my prayer for you, Kingsway Church. And this is my heart's desire that you will come to see the miracle power of God to such an extent that the fear and reverence of God will fall upon you. And you will say, look at the power of my God. Come on, somebody. That you will say, what kind of God is this? That even the wind and the seas obey him. Are you walking with Jesus tonight? Are you walking with Jesus tonight? ¿Está caminando usted con Jesús? Cuando usted está caminando con Él, deje que su palabra define su reacción. You've got to let the word of God define your reaction to things. Say amen, somebody. That's not the end of the journey. A few chapters later in the book of Luke, we find Peter again in the boat. These guys just don't learn, do they? Una vez más, vemos a Pedro, otra escena, 
en el barco con los discípulos. It's nighttime and there's a storm. Ahora están en el, en el barco, está de noche y está un viento, una tormenta y dice la escritura que Jesús los había mandado adelante. Jesus had sent them ahead, so this time he's not in the boat. Ahora él no está en el barco. And when they're in that nighttime sailing trip, they look across the sea and they see a man walking on the water. Ellos ven hacia ese mar en la oscuridad y ven un hombre caminando sobre el agua. Scary. Eso es para, para turbar tu corazón. They said it's a ghost. Algunos dijeron es un fantasma, es una es un es un espíritu. And the Bible said that Jesus is the one walking across the sea. Jesús viene caminando uh, sobre el superficie del agua, and he acted like he was going to walk past them. Parece ser que él va a caminar y lo va a pasar. Why does God do that? We see it a few times in the Bible. He did it to Abraham as well in the Old Testament. It says he, he acted like he was going to walk by. He wants to see, is there any hunger in the boat? Is there anybody in the boat that wants to be with me more than they want to be in the boat? That wants to be with me more than they want to be in their safe place. More than they want to be in their comfort zone. Is there anybody in the boat that wants to walk with me on the surface of the impossible? Jesús está caminando al lado de ellos. Hace como que les va a pasar porque quiere ver si hay hambre en el bote. Si hay hambre en el barco para caminar con Dios sobre la imposibilidad. Now out of 12, there's only one of them. Who's willing to get out of the boat? De los doce, solamente hay uno que va a tener el valor para salir de el barco. And the Bible said that, Jesus, that Peter raised his voice and he said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. Él dice, Señor, si eres tú, llámame. I don't know if he thought about it. Ever prayed stuff you didn't think about? No sé si la pensó o no la pensó, pero ya lo había dicho. He said it. The words are out of his mouth. And the Lord says, come. Everybody say, come. El Señor le dice, ven. Here I go again. What is defining the reality in your life? ¿Qué es lo que está definiendo la realidad en tu vida? He now has a word from God. Ahora tiene palabra de Dios. And Peter, without thinking about it, climbs out of the boat and onto the surface of the Sea of Galilee. Pedro, sin pensarlo, se, se sale del, del barco uh, and you can just imagine Uh, the incredible uh, 
experience this was, to take a step out of the boat, something you know, something you're familiar with, something you're comfortable in, and to go out onto something that you've never done, someplace you've never been, and to do something that is impossible by every human standard. And yet he walks, out, he steps out of the boat, and he walks on the water. Él comienza a caminar sobre el agua. I know everybody likes to pick, pick, uh, pick on Peter for falling. But friend, he's the only human being other than Jesus that ever walked on water that wasn't frozen. Come on, somebody. Why did he do that? Because when Peter stepped out of the boat, he didn't step on the water. He stood on the word of God. Cuando Pedro se sale de aquel barco, él no está parado sobre el agua. Está parado sobre la palabra de Dios. Where are you standing tonight? ¿Dónde estás parado? Because listen, if the word of God is given to you, the impossible becomes possible. The natural becomes supernatural. That which cannot be done becomes done. That which is, in, that which is locked becomes open. When you have a word from God. Si usted tiene la palabra de Dios, lo cerrado se abre. Lo imposible se hace posible. Lo que usted no puede hacer se hace ya hecho. Come on, somebody. It's time to get out of your boat. It's time to get out of your comfort zone. It's time to get out of that place that you know. That place where you are relaxed. I can handle this. That's your problem. If you only stay with what you can handle, you'll never see the spiritual, the supernatural in your life. Si usted dice, yo me voy a quedar en el barco, aquí donde yo sé manejar las cosas, donde yo puedo, uh, donde yo puedo controlar la situación. Esto yo lo entiendo, esto lo, lo puedo manejar. Entonces usted no va a ver lo supernatural en su vida. Because miracles begin at the end of your strength. The supernatural begins when you walk out of the boat. Now, 11 of them stayed in the boat. And only one of them can ever say, I walked with Jesus on the surface of the water. Are you walking with Jesus tonight? When you walk with Jesus, he'll fill your boat. When you walk with Jesus, he'll calm your storm. When you walk with Jesus, he'll empower you to do the supernatural. I'll give you one more. The Bible tells us that Peter, on the night before, Jesus was betrayed. Or on the night of Jesus' betrayal by Judas. Jesus has been arrested. He's taken into jail, into prison. Put on trial, and Peter, who had said, Lord, I'll follow you to the death, he denied him three times. Tell you what, when, when Peter knew, when Peter got it right, he got it really right. When he got it wrong, he got it really wrong. Anybody in here relate to that? Oh, you guys are so pious tonight. I mean, when this guy blew it, he blew it big. He denied him three times. He said, I don't know him. 
Yeah, you're, you're a Galilean. I saw you with him. I don't know him. And the last time he pressed him, he started cussing at him. I don't know him. And now Peter finds himself despairing and despondent because he has denied his walk with Jesus. That's why, that's why Paul advises us. He says, those of you who think you're strong, watch how you walk. Because you don't know what kind of pressure can be around the corner that can make you want to give up what you spent your whole life building and learning and discovering. Peter, in, in one moment of pressure, loses and denies everything he had learned and experienced and walked with Jesus. And now... He's a failure before God, he's a failure before men, and he's a failure to himself. You can imagine the shame. But what, did the, what did Isaiah say? Even the simple will not err therein. There's hope for Peter. Pedro, ahora llegamos a la última escena del ministerio de Jesús. Y él niega al Señor Jesucristo tres veces. Cuando él erra, él erra en grande, niega a Jesús y niega su caminar con Cristo. La presión lo causa olvidar todo lo que ha aprendido, todo lo que él ha experimentado. And I just want to encourage somebody tonight because maybe you've heard things come out of your mouth about God or to God that you're ashamed of. Maybe you said, God, where were you? Why aren't you doing this? You told me you would show up. You told me you would bring breakthrough. Where is it? And your tone has been irreverent toward God. You feel the shame that Peter felt and the failure of having failed God and failed men. But that's not the end of the story because although Peter has denied Jesus, Jesus is still willing to walk with Peter. Say amen, somebody. The Bible says that three days later, Jesus rose from the dead. He did what? He rose from the dead. And the angel told the women at the tomb, why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here. He is alive. Listen. Tell the disciples and Peter to go to Galilee because the Lord will meet them there. What a glorious message God has for you tonight in those words because he says to us, I'm still thinking about Peter. I'm still thinking about this man that had it all and blew it. I'm still looking. I'm still thinking about this man who walked with me and saw my supernatural power. I am walking. I am uh, planning to restore him and to build him back up. Tell the disciples and Peter. 
Can I just tell you tonight, Jesus knows you by name. I said, Jesus knows you by name. He said, go meet me at the sea. Go meet me in the place where it started. Go meet me in the place where this walk began. Because I've got another lesson for you. I've got another promise for you. I've got a miracle for you. Come on, somebody. Él le dice, dile a Pedro que vaya a Galilea, al lugar donde esto comenzó. Porque yo tengo otro milagro para él. I have another miracle to show him. They go to the Galilee. They go fishing. Se van a Galilea, se van a la pesca, and the Bible says again, they worked all night, caught nothing. Una vez más, trabajan toda la noche y no pesca nada. Jesus walks onto the shore of Galilee, the resurrected son of the living God. Llega el Cristo resucitado a la orilla del mar. Y le dice, ¿tienen carne? He said, do you have any meat? My favorite verse in the Bible. Beautiful thing is Jesus got a campfire and he's already got meat. He didn't need their fish. That's my kind of... That's my kind of God. Fish for breakfast, right? Just, he's already cooking fish on the, on the fire. He said, do you have any meat? I've got some. Oh, God's talking to you tonight. He said, do you have any meat? Have you found that all of your labors and your toil and all of your striving and all of your trying on your own has left you empty in the boat? But I've got the meat. I've got the answer. I've got the miracle. I've got the solution. I've got the breakthrough. Come on, somebody. Do you have any meat? I've got the meat. Jesus says, I've got what you need, what you want, what you're hungry for. I've got it. They said, no. He said, cast your net on the other side of the boat. I bet chill bumps came over Peter's skin because he had heard those words before. And he knew the last time he heard those words that they came from the only source that can make any difference in your life. They came from the voice and mouth of the living God. And once again, his reality is being defined by the word of God. Jesús le dice... Echa la red al otro lado del mar, del, del barco. And immediately, they had a great catch. Inmediatamente se le llenó la red de peces. And the Bible said that they started to pull the, the nets. They had to get help again. Tuvieron que buscar ayuda de nuevo para sacar esa ese esa red llena de peces. And the Bible said that when Peter saw this, he jumped out of the boat and he swam onto the shore. He wanted to be where Jesus was. Pedro, cuando él ve esto, se sale del barco y se van nadando hacia donde está Jesús. It says the rest of them came in slowly in the little boat. 
But Peter couldn't wait for the boat to get to shore. He had to get to Jesus. You see, friends, you wonder why you don't see some breakthroughs in your life. Because you're willing to stay in the little boat. Jesus is saying, get out of the boat and pursue me. Seek my face. Come after me. More than the fish, come after me. I'll show you my glory. I'll show you my power. I'll show you my grace. Come on, somebody. There is an invitation on this church tonight. God's been saying, I want you to seek me. More than the stuff. Man will not live by stuff alone. The stuff does not define the reality in your life. You're going to live by every word. Say every word. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus restores Peter because when you walk with Jesus... He'll redeem your failures. I said, when you walk with Jesus, he'll redeem your failures. Cuando usted camina con Jesús, él redime tus fracasos. I only know one redeemer. I only know one who can redeem the failures of man. His name is Jesus. Are you walking with him tonight? Now, here's the key of all of this. We see it in that third scene. We see it in that fourth scene. We see it again in the first scene. Luke chapter 5, verse 11. It says, when they had brought their boats to land. Put that up on the screen for me, please. Luke 5, 11. When they had brought their boats to land. They had that miracle catch. What does the Bible say? They left everything. What did they leave? When they brought their boats to land, they left everything. And they followed him. You see, they realized the fish are good. But Jesus is better. The breakthroughs are good, but Jesus is better. The blessings are good, but Jesus is better. The new house is good, but Jesus is better. The new car is good, but Jesus is better. Come on, somebody. They left everything and they followed him. Dice la escritura que cuando ellos tenían sus botes llenos de peces, dejaron todo y lo siguieron a él. Ellos aprendieron que la mano de Dios es buena, pero su rostro es mejor. El tener la bendición de Dios es rico, es bueno, pero hay algo mejor. Es el rostro de Jehová. The Bible says the Lord invites us to seek him and we will find him. And the psalmist said, yes, Lord. Your face shall I seek. I'll tell you this. If Jesus is in the boat, get in the boat. If Jesus is outside of the boat, get out of the boat. Get where Jesus is. I said get where Jesus is. 
Let his word define the reality of your life. Because walking with Jesus will fill your life. And walking with Jesus will give purpose to your life. And walking with Jesus will redeem your failures. And walking with Jesus will bring the supernatural power of God into your life. And if you're walking with him today, keep walking. The step you're taking this week may be the most difficult step you have to take in all of your Christian journey. Take it with Jesus. And you'll never walk alone. There shall be a highway of holiness. And even the sinful will not err.